following is brought to you by Bossy Power Bottom Productions. Blood is thicker than alcohol. Thicker than alcohol. The podcast where blood is actually thicker than water. But who the fuck needs water when there's plenty of alcohol? I'm Ryan, the straight brother that's conservative-minded enough to be the definition of toxic masculinity, but liberal-minded enough to seek therapy for that shit. And just alcoholic enough to actually think the show was a good idea. And I'm Ronnie, the gay brother who's completely oblivious to what it must be like to live a straight life in a world that lies just outside of my cute little cozy San Francisco gay bubble to a place where I actually just learned, uh, you know, the other day that the phrase bro, it's actually not an anal sex toy. Did you know that? Blood is Thicker Than Alcohol is the show that takes on the daunting and seemingly impossible act of bridging the gap between gay and straight. No need to thank us. While we, the Washburn brothers, fight one gay point over the straight and one straight point over the gay. So listen along each week as we drink our way through current topics of conversation in the news, pop culture, and real stories based on our actual lives. All with a gay lemon twist. Ronnie, you're enough fruit for the both of us. Plus, I drink my shit straight up. Oh, <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, yeah, so just grab your shot glasses and bottoms up. Or, uh, I, I mean, I, I guess straight up to, right? Sure. So let's get gay and straight. With blood is thicker than alcohol. Welcome back to Blood is Thicker Than Alcohol. And we, the Washburn Brothers, are back yet again for another episode. And this is episode number seven. Ryan, lucky number seven. Are you excited? Yes, I'm excited. But fuck lucky number seven. Seven's not lucky. It's just a number. You don't sound very excited. (laughs) (laughs) Because you bring up stupid stuff like lucky number seven. Okay. Anyway, long story short. So I just have to say, I want to get into some stuff really quick before we hop into the blood alcohol level segment. So for those of you who listened along last week, you already know what's inevitably coming, but I'm just going to say it again, just in case you're, you know, maybe this is your first episode or you're new to the show. So Ryan actually took a little bit of a gamble. And I have to say, I love this new little spin on the blood alcohol level segment. Now that we're like gambling the subject back and forth it's a new little twist that i actually feel like we should maybe carry over into future episodes when the question maybe is hard or we could do a whole hell of a lot with that in the future but long story short ryan gave me a series of three questions i answered two of them right and he bet me that if i answered the third one right that i would get the subject this week so of course i answered the question right so i get the subject this week but For the sake of tradition on this show, I've decided that I'm just going to, for the hell of it, give Ryan the question anyway, to segue into what I want to talk about this week. So even if he gets everything right, which I don't think he will, but even if he does. Are you willing to bet that? Ooh. (laughs) Okay, yeah, so let's do it. So I'm holding... The subject in my hand. If you get this, because this, I I made it a little tough. I'm not going to lie. You might be able to get it, but we'll have to see. If you do get it correct, I will be willing to give up the subject for you this week. So how about that? Sounds good. New little gay lemon twist in the mix. All right. So here we go. So I would like to talk about gay friendly cities around the world 
Hang on. Hang on. I know you're excited about this, but what are we drinking? Oh, shit. I almost forgot. Oh, my God. I'm sorry, oh, but I've you. been looking forward to this because I've had a rough couple days at work. So, <laughs> Listen, I know that that's your favorite part of this show is just the drinking part, not the talking part. Correct. <laughs> the talking part's my favorite part. The drinking part's your favorite part. But that being said, this week, I'm drinking a... We're getting ghetto this week, you guys, because, you know, I got a little jealous because Ryan got something that he decided to call, quote, ghetto, unquote. So I decided to drink something this week that does not ever belong in any, like, you know, when you go to like those bars and you're like, I'll take whatever your well vodka is. This should not be that well vodka ever. But yet somehow it somehow usually is. I have a handle of Smirnoff. Not only do I have a handle of Smirnoff, but also it's plastic. Plastic. Do you hear that? Plastic. So that that just maximizes the ghetto-ness. But also I just the other thing that I want to like talk about in regards to the contribution to the ghetto-ness is the fact that as you all know I have to have a gay chaser, right? So my gay chaser this week we got to keep it classy here on the show. So I got the uh, sparkling flavored water from Safeway. <laughs> Signature select peach creme flavored. Oh, by the way, there's a little hyphen above the, the third E in creme. So that makes it fancy, right? See? See it? <laughs> but basically, yes, it's like it. it's like generic water that's peach cream flavored. So that's my gay chaser this week. But enough about that. Ryan, what are you drinking today? Uh, I have moved on from the ghetto whiskey. I am drinking Jameson. Ooh. And I'm going to be chasing that down with some hatred. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to surly. Jameson. Arguably one of the most fucked up moments of my life. Jameson. I mean, so Jameson is solely responsible for me never being able to ever touch whiskey ever, ever fucking again, because like I had a bad bout with it. I took way too many shots on very little food and it was a very bad and long dramatic story. But long story short, the smell of any bourbon slash whiskey, scotch, any of it that smells in that similar family, I cannot touch as a result to this day. And that shit happened in like 2007. So it's, it's been a while. Yes. Yes. Ronnie, and, we know you're a drama queen. I, okay. Listen, <laughs> I don't do drama. The drama does me. Okay. <laughs> Moving on. So I'm going to get into my fucking blood alcohol level segment question. So here we go this week. I'm hoping to talk about gay friendly cities or Mostly in part to the fact that I live in the Castro district. Ryan's taking a shot, by the way. I'm just like recording that in the moment because he tries to sneak them. Yeah. Shot one, Ryan. But I live in the Castro district of San Francisco, which if any of you out there who are listening to this show know what that means, you know, it's arguably the gayest city in this world. So I thought it would be fun to ask Ryan a question about what are the gayest, friendliest cities in this world. So here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to give you five cities and I want you to put them in order in regards to what they've been rated as the most gay friendly from five to one. (laughs) Like one, two, three, four, five. I can't. Uh, I I just want to say one thing. Hold on. You always take a good premise. And then you're like, how can I make this impossible? Like, the Kardashians, <laughs> to me, was a hard enough question just to name them. I wouldn't have got it. But then you're like, not only do you have to name them, you have to put them in descending order of age, which even some Kardashian fans would not know. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'll give you a little, like, I'll help you out a little bit, okay? Let me do you a little solid here. So, basically, there's five cities I'm going to list. You just have to get the first three. Fair? The top three most gay-friendly cities in this world. I'm going to give you all all five. And you're going to put... 
try to put all five in order if you can. Right. But I'm going to tell you. I'll, I'll even, you know what? I'll give you a second shot at it. Okay, so let's just get into it. So, number one. Berlin, Germany. Number two. San Francisco, California. Number three. London, England. Number four, Melbourne, Australia. And number five, Toronto, Canada. So I'm going to say one more time. We have Berlin, Germany, San Francisco, California, London, England, Melbourne, Australia, or Toronto, Canada. Now, these are these are legitimately the five most gay-friendly cities in this world. Those are all five. So I want you to pick the top three that you think are in this category. And I, I, a, I can repeat them for you if you need help. Yeah, but I have a question first. What do you mean by gay-friendly? The, the most like, gays or the most accepting of gays? It's... Oh, that's a good question. I'm so glad you asked. <laughs> so, the gay... Well, let's just say this. The gayest cities, meaning gay-friendly... The most gay, the most pro-gay, everything's gay, 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 gay. It just those cities. So these are the top five. And I want you to give me out of those five, the top three. Do you need me to recap the five yeah. one more time? Yeah, one more okay. time. So Berlin, Germany, San Francisco, California, uh London, England. Melbourne, Australia, and Toronto, Canada. You're putting me in a pickle because <clears throat> most straight American men would say that Canada is all gay. Um, but is all gay? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like Canadians in general. But um... bitch, no. See, listen, Canada can't be gay because they're boring. So <laughs> wow. yeah, they can't enough. be gay because gays aren't boring. Right? right, so that doesn't um, even make sense. I'm gonna say I don't have to put them in order. Right? I could just do the three that I think they're the any the best. top three. Any out of this five, just give me the top three. All right, so read them one more time. And they don't have to be. They could be out of order. So it could be you could <laughs> say like second, third, one. Like that's fine. Just top three. If you make All the right. top three, I'll give it a go. Read them one more time, really quickly though. Okay. Berlin, Germany. San Francisco, California, London, England, Melbourne, Australia, and Toronto, Canada. San Francisco, um, Germany, and England. London, okay. obviously. Okay. So, Ryan, guess what? You get to take a shot because you're fucking wrong. <laughs> but you were close. Oh. So you got two out of three, but first of all, take your fucking shot right now. And you know what? I'm just going to join you. I am just going to join you just to make shit a little bit more interesting. Ronnie, that's my thing. So, you can't handle it. I know. I can't. I definitely can't. But here I go. Shot one, Ronnie. Shot two, Ryan. Here's my shot. Okay, so... I'll just tell you the top five. You got two out of three, so that's actually pretty good. I bet you think that San Francisco is number one, right? No. You don't think it is? Just because it's that's only, too only obvious? It's too obvious. Yeah, it's actually not. <laughs> so, the fifth gayest city in this world is London, England. Oh, so the fourth the gayest... Wrong. Yeah. The fourth gayest city in this world is Melbourne, Australia. The third gayest city in this world is San Francisco, California. Okay. The second is Berlin, Germany, which that actually kind of surprises me a little bit. Truth be told, I have to admit. It doesn't surprise me at all. And the number one is Toronto, Canada, the one that we're making fun of being boring and like me saying they can't be gay because they're boring. But yet Toronto, Canada is the arguably the gayest city in this world throwing me off the scent and cheating yet again listen i've heard that toronto canada pride is like probably one of the most epic prides ever i've never <clears throat> been 
I have a really close Canadian friend who just raves about it, talks about it like up and down, like it's like the most amazing thing that you could ever go to. Whether that's true, I don't know. But okay, so <coughs> that's what we're talking about this week, Ryan. So you lost. Yay, you took a shot. Great. So now we're just going to talk about gay cities. But what I'd like to talk about more than just a gay city is my gay city. The city of San Francisco, otherwise known as my cute little cozy San Francisco gay bubble. Yeah, because there's nowhere else where people can hear that, about that from you. <laughs> uh, I've talked about that so but That's actually one of my signature sayings that I created myself just for the record. But let me tell you all the reasons why San Francisco is so gay. And I actually would like to take a spin on this with you and sort of compare my daily life and where I live and how I live my life based on like yours, for example. And I, I'm hoping that we can sort of tiptoe into the culture of living in the Castro district of San Francisco and the culture of you living in your straight world. Okay. And we'll, we'll just go from there. But like, just as a little bit of a brief overview, San Francisco is actually known to be quote, the original gay-friendly city. Because it was, like, considered to be, like, the earliest form of, hey, everybody who's gay, come here. Because, like, back in, like, the 70s, you couldn't really be gay. And then everybody heard that San Francisco was, like, there was this whole Castro district that was forming. And then they all came. And then Harvey Milk. Do you know who Harvey Milk is, Brian? Um, The name is familiar, but I don't know. So he's arguably... He's like the gay Martin Luther King. Like, he's the one who... We wouldn't have Pride events. We wouldn't have Pride Month. We wouldn't have our rights. We wouldn't be the LGBTQ plus community that we are today without Harvey Milk. He was he was the first openly gay supervisor on the board in San Francisco. I walked past his camera shop where he did all of his political bullshit every day. I lived, like, a block away from it for, like, nine years historic, like so much bullshit. He got murdered. Like it was this whole thing. So you should actually watch the movie. There's a movie called Milk. You should watch it just for your own recreational purposes. Sh- Sean Penn played the lead role. I have so it's many great movie. So many things in the hopper I'm supposed to quote unquote watch. I mean me and my buddy Terry get in this fight all the time because he's constantly suggesting things I should watch and I never fucking watch them. So I doubt that I'll get to it. If I'm being honest. Well, well, fuck you then. (laughs) Fuck you then. Long story short, my city is so fucking gay. So literally you walk down Castro Street and there are rainbow banners hanging out everywhere. There's a huge giant rainbow flag in the middle of the city. It's like supposedly pinned or pinged in the middle of the entire like city of San Francisco as a whole. That is the middle ground for like everything gay in this world um there are six sex shops porn shops that are all exclusively gay within like a two block radius of one another we have businesses that are like called the sausage factory which is like an italian restaurant we have a massage parlor called the hand job we have like every business is just so fucking gay it's just i love it here and it's just like You walk down the street and I'm able to be who the fuck I want to be in my own skin. I never worry about anything. It's fucking great. Like, you know, in San Francisco, nudity is a thing. We have this whole like group of guys that walk around completely naked. Let me tell you, the first time Caden saw them walking around in the Castro, that was a very fun conversation because he was like six no, he was maybe maybe seven or eight. And I remember we were walking up the street and this whole group of like naked men, most of, of which were older, which by the way, all the nude men that you want to see out there that are going to be naked, why are they always old? It's like going to the gym locker room. Like, why are they always old? Like, they, they're, they're old never enough. the ones that you want to see. They're old enough. There's no shame there. They've lived their lives. They don't give a fuck what you think about them. That's yeah, why. I mean, walking around naked takes a, a level of, of self-esteem and courage in the first place. So once you don't give a fuck about anybody's opinion, like that's why the locker room thing is such, you know, is true. 
went to the the old people are the ones who don't care. It's like what who, yeah. who are they trying to impress? They're old. <laughs> yeah. And let me tell you that conversation, like I remember he looked at me, he's like, Daddy, oh my god, that guy has no clothes on. Wait, that guy has no clothes on too. Wait, that that I was like, oh my fucking god. Okay, let let's get All right, home. Hold on, let, hold, hold on real quick. I just it's just a funny thing that I looked up. Uh reasons why you shouldn't visit San Francisco. Number seven is there are naked people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, so it's 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 true. Nudity is legal in San Francisco. So we have a number of festivals every year. So we have Pride that we have every year. It's the final like weekend in June. We have Folsom Street Fair, which is a leather festival, which everybody gets all leathery and in their leather gear and everybody's like their asses are all out. Their dicks are all out there. Like you walk down the street and there's guys just like chilling on the side and their dicks are full on. They're just jerking off. It's like this whole thing. I mean, I've seen some of the craziest shit that now I feel like I'm sort of numb to because I live here. Like, so for example, I know I've talked about this on my other show and you may have heard it, but like, I'm just going to talk about it here. I remember the one of the years I came through and I was with some friends and we're walking through, you know, you it's a really great way to people watch. And there was this woman who was sitting in a kiddie pool full of urine with nothing but cross tape on her nipples and like a thong. And by the way, she wasn't in shape. I'll just say that. And she literally had like a fucking like 7-Eleven Slurpee cup and she was like grabbing the urine in the cup and pouring it on her body and I just could not fucking believe that that was actually a fucking thing like I looked over at that and was just like what is happening right now this is like so it's a fetish festival obviously right so leather fetish kink all that like this is a normal thing all the gays even people come from all over the world, not just gays. They're like straight people that come to it too, that are into the BDSM, you know, world or whatever. They come for that. It's like a huge event. Like, listen, the stories I could tell you <laughs> after a lot of alcohol and drugs that I've done in these events. Yeah, they're, and Ryan's taking another shot because he should take another shot. That's the third one I took on that little rant of yours. Shot three, Ryan. Shot four, Ryan. Shot five, Ryan. There, oh, yeah. I mean, we could go into all those details, but we'll save that for another day. I have an interesting My question whole... I can ask you, though. Yes. Is this uh, is this uh, one of the gay parts of, of San Francisco that you're so proud of? Um, on the same article, number three is there is poop everywhere. That is not one of the parts that I'm proud of. Listen, <laughs> San Francisco is a major city. It's just like New York. There's things that you don't necessarily like, but also we get used to. Listen, if I had a fucking dime for every time I got on the public transportation bus to get to work and saw something fucking epically crazy i'd be so rich that i wouldn't have to work in this world speaking like, of... stories but like that would be a good series things i saw on the bus speaking <laughs> of dimes number six is someone is always asking you for money yeah there's a lot of that too you know it's funny i remember like when i first moved here i i, I didn't really have a backbone and i was like not as forward as I am now, which I know that's so hard to believe because, you know, whatever. But I remember, like, I was dating this guy. It was, like, brand new. Like, I was four months new to the city. And he asked me to meet him somewhere. And I had my headphones in. And I was, like, a little, like, maybe, like, ten minutes early. So I was just chilling there waiting for him to meet me. He was, like, going to come meet me after his shift at work. And we were going to go walk somewhere. And I, I think we were going to some event. I, I can't remember. But I remember sitting there waiting for him and I had my headphones in my ears and this homeless guy came up to me and he just like got in my face and I took one of my earbuds out and I was like, I'm sorry, what? And he just like, he was just in my face and I was like, get the fuck off me, get the fuck off. Like, and I got aggressive and my hands were, I was like, and then he like looked at me, his eyes got kind of big and he just like walked away and I was like, oh my God. 
am I officially a San Franciscan? I think I am. <laughs> like, and listen, it has not gotten any better from here because I, ugh, yeah, San I, Francisco has, has built something in me that has made me so resistant to so much crazy bullshit. It's unreal. It's unfucking real. Only San Franciscans can understand what I'm talking about right now. Period. I have heard too um, that uh, similar LA is also similar in that aspect where you never know exactly what you're going to see, especially the closer you get to Hollywood. Um, It's all that crazy ass shit, but San Francisco, I'm actually uh, upset at myself. I only really explored pier 39 because I've only been there a handful of times and someone I knew lived out over there. You know what I mean? So it's like, right, exactly. (laughs) So, uh, I never really got delved deep into San Francisco. Honestly, I haven't traveled very much anywhere outside of, I mean, I've been places, but not like to where I've actually experienced, got to experience places. So hopefully I get to do more traveling after the, you know, plague of slave labor, AKA work is done and I can retire and travel. But Oh my god, are we talking about retiring already, bitch? We're not even close I, to that age range. Uh, no, you just turned I forty. Need... What are you even I... talking about? You got a long road ahead of you. I'm pushing though. <laughs> I'm pushing. Uh, yeah, but like, long story short, I have to say, I think I fell in love with the city when I was brought here. I was actually brought here by my ex husband. He got a job up here. He, we decided to move out here. I was so scared and nervous. I, you know, born and raised in Sacramento, California, didn't know anything about what it meant to live in a big city. You know, when we came here and then I like, basically like we broke up like four months later and I was like, oh my God, I'm brand new to this new city. I don't know anything about anywhere at all. And it's sort of exciting, but it's also terrifying But I fell head over heels in love with the city. And it's just like, I feel like this is the one place where I can actually authentically be my one true self. Like, I don't give a fuck. I'm as gay as I fucking want to be. I paint my fucking nails and wear my bossy power bottom wear gear all over town all day long. By the way, if you have any interest in looking to see what's going on on bossy power bottom wear... Go to RonnieWashburn.com. That's R-A-O-N-I, Washburn.com. It's the official show merch line for My Gay Expose Podcast, my original show. And Ryan's told me that every time I bring up My Gay Expose Podcast, I have to take a shot. So here we go. And so is he. (laughs) Shot two, Ronnie. Shot six, Ryan. Oh, God. So, um, Shame, uh, shameless plug. Sorry, shameless plug. No. I, I do agree that uh, Sacramento is very boring. Um, but that's one of the other things that you can point out the differences between you and me. Um, homeboy who got in your face, I wouldn't have said anything, I would have just punched him in the mouth. Like, I would have probably been put in jail so many times for hitting homeless people because I can't deal with that get in your face crazy type shit. You know what I mean? Well, like, the Sacramento I, me would have been like, doesn't worry about. The Sacramento me would have been like, oh my God, oh, oh, don't hurt me. But like, I just, I feel like San Francisco has built like a backbone for me, you know, to a place where I remember like shortly after COVID, I got this job in a showroom where I had to actually dress really nice, like in a tie and shit. And, you know, right after COVID, like a lot of the bus lines got cut off out here. So I had to, the only route that I was able to take is where I was you know, able to go straight up Market Street. And then I had to walk several blocks down. And it was like the the where the bus dropped me off was like in like the kind of crazy part of town, which the Sacramento me would have been terrified to do. But, you know, I had lived in San Francisco for so long. I'm like, and so here I am like in a fucking blazer and a tie and, you know, pleated like so it dress you pants up. and and I'm stepping over this guy who's shooting up heroin. You know, it's like just so I could get to work on a Tuesday at fucking, you know, 730 in the morning. Like that is San Francisco City living at its fucking finest. Like you literally go down to the Muni subway 
and you wait for the train to come because everybody takes public transportation out here. It's Mm -hmm. just like New York. And it's like, you literally look over and you see like the homeless guy who doesn't have shoes standing next to the woman in, you know, the latest Burberry trench off the runway with her like fucking Chanel handbag. And you could tell she has a lot of money. And, And then just like, the techie guys that are all wealthy, you, you see every, and we're all sitting next to each other on the train. You know, nobody gives a shit. Like, it's just what we're used to, you know, it's just what it is. And I just, I don't know. kind of love it. I kind of love it here. Uh, well, that's good. Cause it sounds like, it sounds like it toughened you up a bit. And uh, just so that all the listeners out there can know, I remember a story when we were younger of oh, Ronnie God. coming up to me and asking me <laughs> how I got rid of the hump on my back because our lovely birth father gave us, you know, that little posture where the neck goes forward and you got really, you know what I mean? Your, your shoulders are slumped forward. And when you walk, you kind of look down. And I remember telling him is because I'm aware that I'm a five foot 10 short, little skinny white dude. You know what I mean? That I had to, walk confidently. So I purposely put my shoulders back and put my head up when I walked. I didn't look at the ground. So that's how Ronnie used to walk growing up. He used to be very slumped over like mopey almost. Which probably explains (laughs) why I have bad posture to this very day. (laughs) Like, like we're literally four seconds away from like hunchback of Notre Dame type shit. Like, (laughs) Oh, I, I mean, I remember I bought one of those fucking back braces to try to correct my posture. Oh, I got one of those too. so bad. I was like, fuck this shit. Like, I put it on twice and I was like, nope, done, done. <laughs> like, I got it though because uh, back when it, was, it wasn't frowned upon for kids to ride in the front seat, remember I got in a bad accident with mom. My back's always fucked up. Ooh, so I'm always looking for yeah. ways to... Um, um, correct my back and my posture and stuff, but walking the learning the way I walk, and honestly, it was totally that it was that kind of that fake it till you make it mindset that I had is like I have to look like I'm confident and tough to make it in this world, and it worked for me when I was younger. I mean, uh, the whole false confidence thing and pushing all my emotions down, I mean, it's one of the main reasons I've been therapy now, but besides that. It worked out. <laughs> Listen, we're all in therapy. And if you're not in therapy, you guys, you should be. Just saying. There's so many things that Agreed. you can be working on in your life. But I will say this. I kind of want to segue into something else. So I like on the same topic, like I would like to compare and contrast, like, you know, now that I've sort of given you somewhat of a glimpse of like my, you know, day to day life and the Castro district of San Francisco, which is somewhere where I absolutely fucking love to live. And then your life. (laughs) Well, Sacramento, California. Right. Otherwise known as the armpit of California. (laughs) I call it that too. Yes. Yeah. Um, I I will. I do get uh, some short bursts or shall you say some short little small glimpses of your life only because I work in the lovely field of apartments. So I'm a maintenance supervisor at apartment complex. So I see the lowliest of the low people and how they live. And I've have quite a few stories of walking in on homeless people having sex. I've walked in on people straight fist fighting. I've been under a, um, I've been under a sink inside of a wall trying to stop an active leak while listening to a dude beat on his girl. <laughs> so it's like I get some glimpses of the crazy. But for the most part, Sacramento is pretty boring. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like every single episode of Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, truth be it's, told. <laughs> it's bad. And it's like, I have to sit there and battle like, okay, do I stop doing what I'm doing to beat this dude up or pull him off the girl or whatever and possibly lose my job? Or do I continue you know, fixing this leak and just ignore it. You know what I mean? Like for me, I don't know. Most people probably it's pretty easy, but for me, that was very hard to not do something. Ooh. Ooh. That's like intense, intense. And uh, we're we're dealing with, sorry. I was going with, we're dealing with uh, kind of a, I mean, I'm laughing only because you have to either laugh or, you know, it can be upsetting, but I'm laughing at it because, you have to, or this, this industry will kill you. Uh, we're dealing with kind of a crazy person right now. Um, she's answered the door 
three times, two on my tech and once with me completely butt naked. Um, she's not all there. She told me that when we had to go up there to check for a leak that there, I can, I don't understand what could be possibly leaking. And we went in there, her whole ceiling was caved in because it's been leaking for many, many, many months. <laughs> so it's just like, what the fuck part of town right? is that? It, uh, no, no, that's the thing. It's, it's apartment people, bro. That's what it is. And I'm not talking about anybody who lives in apartments. I'm talking about the people who will always live in apartments. There are certain okay. type of individuals. So <laughs> I feel like that's actually a dynamic. That's a different aspect between SF and Sacramento. Maybe San Francisco people. We only live in apartments. Like the that's richest, you can richest people. Because live that's in all apartments you can afford. Because yeah, everything like is it's so like fucking triple the amount of here. money. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So I would like to take this on a little bit of a different spin and we'll do a little compare and contrast. So uh, maybe we should segue into like the idea of like, now that we're talking about, you know, me living in San Francisco and you living in Sacramento and Brian is taking a shot. Shot number seven, Ryan. Just for the record. <laughs> Cheater. I kind of want to take the spin of like culture, Castro culture, Sacramento culture. What's the main differences? Like, I have to say that in the gay community here in SF, as far as like relationships and like gay and straight and whatever, we don't really have like definitions for that shit. But I know you guys are all into that stuff. So I'd love to compare and contrast that kind of dynamic. Wait, wait, what do you mean you guys are all into that stuff? Wait, I don't understand. What do you mean? Monogamy. Like, getting married. Having kids. Oh, okay. Well, doing the thing. Okay. That's listen, what... I, I, I honestly fervently feel... And listen, this is coming from somebody who's engaged <laughs> to a man for the record. Obviously, as you can hear the sound of my voice. No. But, like, I feel very fervently that, like, you know, being monogamous and being married is something that, like, maybe isn't, like, a 2004 thing anymore. I mean, listen, I have literally watched almost every single Real Housewife franchise from beginning to end. And... Every time you get so hooked into these shows and as the seasons continue to move along and you, 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 you know, really love some of these girls and shit, they all break up with their husbands, all of them, every single fucking one of them. And I'm not saying, you know, there's, that's there's like a reason. Yeah. I mean, there's like, there's probably a lot of reasons, truth be told, but I'm just like saying divorce in straight couples is much higher than it is in gay couples these days. So I would really like to get your opinion on marriage, monogamy, you know, the idea of open relationships, how that plays out in the straight world, because I know that's like very rare. But for me, as a gay, right. open relationships are way more normal. And again, I'm, you know, I, I, I listen, I've been in open relationships in my life. I've done both. I've done monogamy. I've done open, whatever. My current relationship with my fiance is monogamous, but like every single one of my friends, people I know, all they're all open. They're all open to like polyamory. They're all open to like just being in open relationships where it's a couple and they hook up outside of their relationship and that's fine and they don't talk about it or they do talk about it or they sometimes hook up together, whatever. But I know that you guys don't really do that shit, right? Or do you? No. Do you guys do that um, shit? Well, no, no, no. It's, it's, it's for me, let me just get a disclaimer out. Um, I always fall in live and let live. I always fall in what's good for you. And I believe that whoever you're with, you need to be compatible with. So if you're into open relationships, that's all fine and dandy as long as whoever you hook up with or whoever you're going to have a long enough relationship with needs to be into that as well or you guys aren't compatible. If you, per se, are uh, asexual and you don't really like having sex, but the person that you want to date is someone who has sex all the time, that's never going to work out. 
You know what I mean? If you're someone mm-hmm. who, you know what I mean, wants uh, to be, you know, be in a throuple instead of a couple, you know what I mean? And the uh, other person, the one, of, one of the other two people don't want to do that. That's not going to work out. So just compatibility and communication with any relationship. But none of that open relationship type shit's ever going to work with me. I always am someone who, uh, more so than the sex, more so than the whatever, um, is going to, I've always wanted to be in a monogamous relationship because of the connection. I need but to do you feel mentally like connect with someone, physically connect with them, which would be the sex part. Um, and not only that, just compatibility wise, my, I have certain type traits that most people aren't going to put up with. So you have to be able to put up with that shit. I am very outspoken. I say what the fuck's on my mind. I can Oh, me too. Dick. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yes. my wife is an angel because she puts up with all that. Not only puts up with all that shit, stuff, like, I'm very laid back almost too much to the point to where she has to plan everything. She has to plan all of the trips, all of the going outs. Whenever we fight, it's usually about, it's usually that type of, uh, I never want to do anything. You know what I mean? Type shit. You know what I mean? Like I'm, I'm content with just hanging out with her at the house, watching something, you know, or whatever to where she likes going out and da, 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 you know what I mean? So it's like, yeah, uh, I have to, I had to not only find someone who, who I can connect with mentally. She challenges me all the time. Cause she's smarter than I am, which I love. Like that means she wins most of the arguments, but still I love being challenged. So that's why it works for me. And then um, she has to put up with me being a dick. Cause I'm an asshole. Like she has to have a thick skin. That's just bare minimum has to have at least a thick skin. And I still, even with thick skin people, I have to apologize because I could be a dick sometimes. And then it's like, and she has to, you know what I mean? And, she, you know, deal with my hermitness, I guess, for lack of a better word, because I am a hermit. I, I don't give a shit. I would like the people who are making the memes when um, the uh, uh, COVID came out, it was like, I've been preparing to isolate myself for years. That was a hundred percent me. <laughs> like I could be, I would be fine. <laughs> like if I went to prison and I got thrown in the hole to be isolated by myself, it would be a vacation. So my whole thing. Okay. Listen, that's a very enthralling riveting. So glad that you brought all that up, <laughs> but my whole, like, listen, I, my life, my whole life. Okay. So it's not necessarily me, per se. Like I was a lot more crazy two years ago, but Ryan's also taking a shot right now. Shot eight, Ryan. Hold on. Before (laughs) I take the shot, I do want to also say I did that. I had my. No, I know you were a crazy ass bitch. I know that. (laughs) And I think everyone should. But once I figured out who I was as a person, that's when you should be doing it. When you're figuring out who you are, who you are as a person, a lot of people, they'll get married hella young and then they'll fucking break up and then they'll go for, then you'll know, try to go through their whole phase. And it's like, that's not you going through your whole phase. That's you trying to fill a hole that you now are never going to fill. Like you need therapy, not more day. Didn't more fill whatever. a hole. <laughs> yeah. Literally, depending on if you're a woman or not. No, but or I think a that's, a, that, again, that's a major difference between, like, gay and straight people. It's like, like, you, like, straight people, I feel, stereotypically want to try to get married in their 20s. But so that's that not all, babies it's, and it's shit. not all straight people, though. I mean, but yes, listen, society our, pushes you that way. I, I'll admit that. Societal norms, quote unquote push you toward that way but i mean now more than ever before that's less and less of a thing less people are wanting to get pregnant and have kids less women than ever before um and they're sticking to it like like it's always been a thing when you're young and rebellious i don't want to have kids and then they change your mind later but now in 2024 there are a lot more women who are going so far that they'll go and get their tubes tied because they are sure they never want it or they're even if they're not they're never choosing to actually have kids you know what i mean and the the marriage thing like it's not so much that i have to do this this is what you know every straight person has to do i mean yeah it's probably it's it's definitely more normal than like the gay community i'm sure but well i just I mean, okay listen sitting here in the gay community sitting here in my 40 plus years of life which oh, i hate admitting that out loud so fucking gut-wrenching but like you looking back therapy. on all the mistakes, <laughs> looking <laughs> back on all the mistakes I made in my twenties and my thirties, it's like looking at like straight culture, I see that there's this whole like pressure to marry in your twenties, have babies, like, and then whatever. And then by the time you're in 
your fucking, you know, 38 realm, you fucking hate your partner because you've been with them for so long and you, you had a common conception of what they were when you were in your twenties. And it was a different like perception because you were so young, immature and didn't know what the fuck you were doing. And then you get a little bit older and you realize like, Oh my God, I fucking hate this person. I think that's the shit that the gays kind of skip over because what we do is we just hook up all the time in our twenties and thirties. And then when we get into our forties, then we're like, Oh no. Okay. Now I realize that like seeing my brother, married for 11 years or you know seeing all of my straight friends having babies or seeing like then you're just kind of like you then you get this weird notion of like okay what so what am i doing with my life what's happening here what are we where are we going with this and is hooking up all the time really like something i want to continue to do because it's literally like i show up i don't even get this guy's name like i just get a grinder like screenshot of his dick i show up he fucks me and then he says, okay, there's the door when I'm done. And that's kind of just how it ends. So then you sort of feel like, okay, well, I now I want more. But like, that doesn't happen until your late 30s, early 40s. Right. And so that's where I, we are. There's a plethora of reasons for that, by the way. One, um, you're two men full of testosterone. The check and balance of men and women, men and women, wow, men and women is uh, one is estrogen, one is testosterone. Um, there's all these that check. Someone's always like, you know what I mean? There's never, never like on the same, when you're on the same and all you want is to have, both parties, all they want to do is have sex. Yeah, you're just going to have sex. But there's, but there's yeah. a straight relationship like that where a woman has an unusually high sex drive and they meet the dude at where they're at and they just have sex all the time. You know what I mean? But another thing is it's not just so socially where they're pushed to like marry early in their 20s and, and have babies. That's biologically too, man. It's for the, 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 our bodies like want that to extend our species to keep. No, and I get that. But here's the thing that I don't understand. It's like in our brains as like a 20 year old woman. Yes, we're ready to have babies as a 20 year old woman, mm-hmm. but we're not ready to be like fully committed to living with somebody for the rest of our life. This isn't like 1940. Some, some people like it's are different like. now. And I feel like we're evolving as a society. And I think that people are realizing they're like, you know, seeing some people, people yeah. cheat and just doing all kinds of crazy shit in their relationships because like, whatever, listen, if you're a gay, you just have an open relationship. You open that shit up. You do your thing. You go have sex with other people and you still come home to that partner and everything is great. Listen, Nikesh, if you're listening, I'm not saying I want that. <laughs> but I'm just saying that that's the culture that I currently live in. And that's what I, that's my norm. My norm. I, yeah, I get that. I say, I, I've said it in previous podcasts and I, it'll probably end up being my, my catchphrase because I can't uh, pound this into people's heads enough. It's individuality. Has nothing to do with being gay. Has nothing to do with being straight. There are some people that are fine with just fucking no relationships. I don't really care. I never want to be committed to someone longer than a month or whatever. Or some people who literally their their whole night or their whole life is: I go to work, I get off, I go to either bar, uh, club, whatever their their shit is. Find someone, hook up with them, on to the next, back to work back to the club, back to what, you know what I mean? There's some people that are fine with it. There's some people that are serial monogamous, which I believe after the, you know, my whole phase, I, I am, I've always craved that where I want to be in a committed relationship. He has to be more than just the sex. You know what I mean? Everybody is fucking different. And that's what everyone needs to get in their fucking Now listen, at the end of the day, I had my major hoey phase. And when I say my hoey phase, if you took like, four or five hoey phases and put them all together that was my hoey phase but at the end of the day that's kind of all i want too i just want to point out uh, because i want this to be very clear when i say my hoe phase it is nothing like ronnie's hoe phase i just (laughs) want to point that out and it's a normal amount of hoe phase if you listen to my other show my gay expose podcast you'll get all of that information and more. And I have to take a shot now because I plugged my show again. <laughs> yes, you do. I'll do it with you. 
Shot three, Ronnie. Shot nine, Ryan. Oh, God. Oh, ugh. Okay. Oh, God. That is, this was a really bad choice. I love Jameson because it has that right amount of punch at the end. Well, it punches you in the mouth. I like that. Oh, see, the difference between Ryan and I is that, like, he likes all that. Ugh, I, yeah, I have, again, have to have a fucking gay chaser. I can't do this shit. But something that you might want to laugh at me for, since I'm 40 and I'm in my old age, and this has been happening for a couple of years now. Now, when I drink, it's instant heartburn. <laughs> so before before I I, I uh, even start another drinking, I have to uh, do some tums and uh, a shot of. I have juice. never. Fun fact: I have never had heartburn, never in my life. I don't even know what it's like. People complain about it all the time. I'm like, yeah, never had it. Don't know what it's like. Don't know what it is. Must be mom's side then. Sucks you to got, be you. You got that part of the mom. I got, <laughs> I got. I got basically everything of our father that is bad. I got. All the all bad stuff, it. yeah. All yeah. The Washburn it. side of our family isn't exactly the best genes, but the Phillips side of our family, however, all of those fucking people live till they're like in their hundreds. So <laughs> I feel like I got all their genes. <laughs> right. <laughs> Which, by the way, I don't ever want to live till I'm 100. But that being said, Ryan, I feel like this is a really great time for us to take one last shot to chase the thought. Wow. One less thought to chase the shot. There it Fuck! Is. Yeah, it's a good time You'll to go. You'll get it right I'm the first sure. time at some yeah. point. <laughs> so hold on, let me try one more time. One last thought and chase it with a shot. Ryan, go. You're, you first. Alright. Uh, my thought is... Well, first off, you fucked up thought anyways in the last one, so it wasn't a good one. But my last thought is... Um, yeah, individuality. I'll say it about a billion times. Just judge a person on who they are as a fucking individual. Stop being so judgmental and grouping people and judging one person like because of other people's fucking actions. Okay. And, and because that's serious, I'm going to take another shot. Sorry. Yeah, yeah you should. <laughs> shot 10. Ryan, you know, even at the time of me recording these numbers, I cannot believe that I get into double digits while counting Ryan's shots. Shot 11, Ryan. <laughs> because my last thought that I'm going to chase with my shot while I pour it right now in this moment is I just feel like I'm so fucking glad that I was born gay because truth be told, it's just that much more interesting and exciting and just like there's so much more to do and we're just like doing all the things and storytelling and like the shit that I have in my archive bitch listen I am working on my memoir at this moment in my life and I'm not even like old yet because I have so many epic and iconic stories of like hookups that went wrong or just like gay sex stories that just like awkward like I just feel like they need to be told and I don't feel like straight people have that perk. I don't know if that was the last thought to take a shot, but that's what I'm going to say at the end. Take so cheers shot, to bitch. that bitch. <laughs> shot four, Ronnie. Shot 12, Ryan. <laughs> I, I, I mean, just wow. <laughs> Oh, God. Hold on. I'm going to take a shot. And then... Oh, God. I'm going to try to fumble my way through. Doing ugh, the part where I am always super drunk and don't remember until I re-listen to the episode the next day after the recording and go, oh, my fucking God, what a hot mess. The part where I plug all of the socials. So for those of you out there who are new fans to the show or are going to be new fans to the show. Follow us on Instagram and threads at... <laughs> I wow. always fucking do this. Wait. Wow. It's so... It, you know what I think it is? It's because I'm drunk 
And it instantly in my head, because I have it memorized for my other show, I honestly want to go to at exposing my gay. But like, I I think that way because it's like ingrained in my brain. But then I'm like, wait, I'm saying something else. And, I, and I'm so wasted. It's just, okay. Blood alcohol pod. Wait, Ryan, is that right? Blood alcohol pod. I believe that's right. Yes. Is that right? Okay. <laughs> Follow us on blood alcohol pod on instagram and threads do you do you do you want to hear something funny as sure. i'm i could literally getting it more right than you and i'm multitasking uh texting back my uh boss because she's like trying to get a hold of me right now <laughs> and i'm getting it more right than you <laughs> you want to try it again so <laughs> no. <laughs> hey, you know what ronnie we need to start this whole episode over you just fucked it all up Okay, so the music <laughs> is probably playing in this moment, and it's going to start to get louder, and we're going to stop talking. <laughs> it's going to end like a Marvel movie. But you need to stay tuned, because we have the sobriety check segment that we're going to do each week, where we recap how many shots each of us took, so you could see which Washburn brother drank more, and which Washburn brother was drunk more. It's, so spoiler alert! Spoiler alert! It's always going to be Ronnie that's drunk more one and two. I'm keeping a tab on how many shots Ronnie's off of mine because he's always missed like two or three of my shots every episode. <laughs> so you're going to have to reveal that in future episodes. But long story short, just for the record, Ryan is always going to be the one that drinks more, and Ronnie is always going to be the one that is the most drunk. <laughs> just for the record. So on that note, I think we need to end the episode and we'll see all of you next week. segment four episode number seven of blood is thicker than alcohol you guys literally i'm not even joking we had the exact same outcome as last week ronnie had four shots and ryan had a whopping 12 shots the crazy part about this scenario is it is actually a mirror reflection of last week where one Washburn brother was the most drunk, whereas the other Washburn brother drank the most. And in this case, Ronnie was the most drunk with the four shots. And Ryan was the one who drank the most with 12 shots and truth be told, didn't seem drunk at all. And I think we can honestly say that we're starting to see a pattern. Uh, let's just face it. Ronnie is gay. He's always on a diet. He's always running. He doesn't have the best alcohol tolerance. And Ryan's straight, so he's probably not doing any of those things and just hiring his alcohol intake and tolerance as each day goes by. So stay tuned for yet another episode 
of blood is thicker than alcohol. And we'll see all of you next week. <laughs> blood is thicker than alcohol has been brought to you by Bossy Power Bottom Productions. Want to know more? Go to bossypowerbottom.com and find out for yourself what it truly means to bottom like a boss with Bossy Power Bottom Productions. <laughs>